0: pretty nosy neighbor. So if I heard something, I would look out the window and I would just see like these five girls. I would tell the police, yeah, it was Allison, Spencer, yep. like I would <laughs> I saw I would narc on them so fast.
1: hello welcome to guides the unknown other voices i'm Kristen, and will is not here with us today regrettably because we're playing in a sandbox that will is not as familiar with and truly he was just frightened he couldn't keep up and i think it's a very founded fear so i am here with the real queen of horror you know her you love her Zena Dixon. Hello. And we, yes, and we are going to talk about Pretty Little Liars Original Sin, which just wrapped up its run on HBO. Zena, thank you so much for being here.
0: Kristen, thank you so much. Yeah, I remember the, the last time we spoke, and we were just talking about this before we recorded, but the last time we spoke, we were just oohing and eyeing about, you know, Pretty Little. You understand my heart. I want someone to talk about, like, You know when it came, like Pretty Little Liars, is a world of its own. Okay, you need to understand it, and so yes, yeah. So when they announced this, I was just so excited that you asked me to join you, so we can. I mean. How,
1: how could I not? Because when, so Zena came on an episode of the show probably like a year and a half ago <laughs> where we just spoke about whatever we were watching at the time. And you and I really bonded over a love of teen mystery shows. Uh, you turned me on to Nancy Drew, which I ended up binging like right away and loving. And we also spoke about Pretty Little Liars, which you went through mm-hmm. and like, so we, so we got to talk about it. So we're going to adhere to a format that Will and I do a lot of times when we talk about movies or TV, which is that we're going to talk about the show in a spoiler-free way to start, and then we will give you a big shining spoiler warning and just go into it. So Zena, I basically sort of just said what it was, but like, what's your history with Pretty Little Liars in general? The original show, this, all feelings.
0: So I remember when it first aired, like the you know Pretty Little Liars. I mean, when I first saw the commercials for it, I was sold. I I was in because I I think what was here was it was it two thousand and seven or two thousand and nine eight around sounds that? right. I think it ended right. like
1: twenty sixteen. So anywhere in that region is probably when it started.
0: Okay, so I was you know kind of leaving my teenhood, but you know what? It doesn't matter because here I am. No, but um I. <laughs> <laughs> I love mystery and I love teen like series, you know, like mm-hmm. the drama I live for it. Of course, you know, horror is everything, but you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of drama. You know, I, I live a very quiet life. So <laughs> that's why, but um, yeah, I've always been like a big fan of, you know, pretty little liars. I love the characters. I love how they would every single week just have us at the edge of our seats. And then what what's even great is like ever since it became like available on streaming services, you don't have to wait a week. So I'm going back in time to where I'm just like, oh my God, what? Like I'm sweating. I, I feel exhausted. You you know how, even though you know what's going to happen. Doesn't matter. You yeah, get right back in it. You get right back in. And, and that's exactly what it is. It, it, it just really knows how to like pull you in. And I say this, like sometimes like my husband, he'll pop in, but he... Fell in love with the show. Like he, he may not admit it, but whenever I would start watching, he's just right there on the couch with me. And mm-hmm. I think I rewatched the series. That was my second time uh, last summer when I when I rewatched it, and it still just honestly gave me all the feels. I love all the characters. I love the drama. It, they, it's a perfect show for everyone. Even though they package it as a teen series, I feel like it's way more than that. No.
1: I No, I I think so too. And I think that they realized it maybe midway through and it had to be part of the push for ABC Family, which it was originally on, Mm -hmm. to rebrand to Freeform because it was so clearly not a teen show anymore, if at all, even though it features and centers teenagers, that I think they realized that they were like maybe cutting off a big chunk of their audience by saying it was on a family network.
0: And that's a that's a good point with you bringing up you know, ABC Family to Freeform. Like that makes a lot of sense why they changed. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and then when it came to like their other series, um, remember that a couple of years ago they had. I couldn't really get into that one. It was, yeah, but it just. It, it wasn't the same for me. Like, it was great having seen Allison um, again, you know, love her. And it was great. Like, she lived in a whole new town. She's, you know, at the school. And it's just, you know, she's a part of the staff. And then, on the, okay, I, you don't need to know all that. Point is. Um,
1: <laughs> no, you do. We all do. You're right on track.
0: It just wasn't hitting for me like and I was excited about it because this is great because we got to see, you know, the main, you know, four girls, their journey without Allison for a couple of seasons. So it was great just to see her. But again, there was just something that wasn't connecting for me. You know, I felt the same way. I tried it. I probably watched it for. Uh,
1: not not that long honestly i bet i watched maybe two or three episodes and i just felt exactly the same way yeah. there just wasn't something clicking right. um and i th- i think sometimes it's possible that it can be sort of an intangible because right. allison and Mona were sort of ushering in a new group in that yeah. and they're just was something that I didn't super connect to in that group. And if we were just with Allison and Mona the whole time, like yeah. I would have been perfectly happy and I probably would have watched the whole show, but I'm sure there are people who were nuts about it and super bummed when it didn't get right. picked back up. So it's all individual. Um, did you watch Ravenswood that spinoff?
0: I tried that one and, and it was okay. But once again, it just, there was something not, and it seems like, you know, from the synopsis, on paper. Okay. This is going to be great, but it didn't do it for me. And that one was canceled right away as well.
1: Yeah. 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 I
0: think that they just
1: could tell that it wasn't really happening and moved away from it, but it did yield such a bonkers part of the original Pretty Little Liars. Is it not nuts? And we, so we did on Guide to Unknown an episode where I recapped I wouldn't say the entire series obviously but pretty much like every main a and I <laughs> talked about the fact that there is an extremely brief supernatural angle to pretty little liars that is like entirely Ravenswood mm-hmm. induced because they want to spin like to get the spinoff in there and so I'll always be grateful to it for bringing us Mrs. Grunwald in the original PNL, PLL yeah.
0: yeah that was great you know what she was a very interesting character so it was cool to see her again. And see, you're, you're just mentioning things, even with the other one. When you mentioned Mona, I forgot about her. I forgot that she was in that one. I can understand why, because
1: honestly, why would these, why would any of these girls, Allison included, ever trust Mona again? Just repeatedly showing you who she
0: is. Literally, like the first season, you know, before she got a little wonky. You know, I really liked Mona. You know, she's yeah, sassy, you know, sassy. But then, like, when you found that out, who's going to trust you? Why don't you just go to another school? Like, that's what I would have did. Just be (laughs) homeschooled. You know, like, why? You are
1: unbelievably right. (laughs) I believe scenarios happen in real life where somebody just, like, feels tormented for whatever reason by their circumstance in school, and they just move schools. They realize it's not working. Why does Mona just keep coming back? He lived for the drama. <laughs> she loved it. And honestly, so did I. So God yeah, bless. That's
0: what I was going to say. She lived for the drama. and so did I, so <laughs> remember when she was being Aria's brother? And...
1: <laughs> and she extracted a ton of her own blood. <laughs> that came up when I was telling Will about the show. And I sort of like breezed by it. I was like, so her room. Covered in blood and Moan is missing. everything. she's gone and then she's alive. And, and I just started to steamroll past that. And he's like, But what was all the blood? I was like, Oh, she extracted that herself. It was just her. And he's like,
0: Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't know what's Will. going on. I know, Will. I know. <laughs> I know.
1: And yet we're we're fully on board. <laughs> I was like, of course, of course, she did. This makes absolute sense in the logic that we have decided to all buy into in Pretty Little Liar's World. It's fine.
0: It is. It is. And it's like, you know, but that's what made it interesting. One day you love someone, the next day you don't. Remember with Ezra, he was cool. But then it's just like he was shady and dark and, you know, going, oh, nice try, Spencer. I'm like, wait, what is happening, you know? Absolutely (laughs) wild. Absolutely wild. First of all, that that happened.
1: I actually loved it. I remember in real time being like, oh, my God, I'm loving this. And it is so crazy that he somehow boomeranged back to being <laughs> Arya's husband and we all were just like yes look they've been meant to be yeah. and the reality is that he completely knew she was 16 and like just just complete was just being a spy basically
0: look, like he's a big fat liar you know yes
1: he's look, a pretty big liar if you ask me
0: Literally, it's like he just he lied about everything. And it was just like, I remember when Aria found out, like, honestly, I felt like I know it sounds cheesy, but it's giving me chills because, like you said, the whole time he knew that she was 16. He wasn't even surprised in class the first day of class. What? Right, he acts like
1: he is, and he's. I know, and he, I mean, realistically, the writers just hadn't thought of that yet. But That's we true. forget that <laughs> and look back, and you're like, What a a yeah. sociopath pulling all this sort of stuff off. And Aria's cry face when it happened,
0: uh, the stuff of
1: legend,
0: yeah. Oh my god, she, oh my god, Lucy Hale, love her, so she, Me too. So, oh,
1: such a great, She's actor. so. She really is. I feel like they all pulled you in like crazy. I was so invested in that show. Then, like you, when I rewatched it around the same time as you, I was, like, equally as invested because I'd forgotten Mm -hmm. most of what happened. Right. And I was just – I was so in it all over again. So, I mean – Clearly, this is a show and a franchise that we both have a lot of feelings about. Mm-hmm. We're like super into it. Mm-hmm. So when you heard that there was going to be this reboot, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. were you instantly pumped or did you have any like trepidation about it or anything?
0: No, I'm already pumped. Don't care. Me too. Don't-, Me too. don't care. No, oh, it hasn't been 10 years. Who cares? I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Not <know>? my problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just give it to me.
1: I know I have have a weird like blind allegiance to Pretty Little Liars where I'm just like, yeah, well, I guess not quite blind because I like you didn't get into the spinoffs. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, yep, serve it to me now. I'm
0: ready. And plus, we'll get into the cast, but I really love Bailey Madison. So, of course, I'm going to watch whatever she's in. And then on top of that, they added in an element that totally meant to be because even with the original Pretty Little Liars, when you think about it, that was still pretty, some some spooky stuff going on. But oh, for yeah. some reason, yeah, for some reason, the girls always looked perfect. Perfect hair and makeup, like you're, how how do you guys have time? And I think we were talking about that. How did you have time to do your makeup Um, when they just found a pig in a trunk? You know, I would be... <laughs> Pick in the trunk. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, like one you are on, like. Yes, you,
1: Aria, you had time to put in your fork earrings <laughs> or whatever. Like, <laughs> I know we all have to prioritize self-care, but maybe self-preservation <laughs> would normally take a front seat in that scenario. <laughs>
0: How do you have time to think of, and, you know, Spencer with her cardigans and button down? Uh, Like all that
1: argyle
0: to button, like, (laughs) button, like, oh my, just no, just forget it. You know, I would just start, but it's just gonna be open, you know, like, who has, yeah. And we're all just going to deal with it.
1: And it is so funny that you said that. I also totally noticed that they don't make a big deal of it. They don't mention it. Mm -hmm. But in the reboot, you're so right. Like from the first episode, they have frizzy hair sometimes. Like they don't look super perfect. There was a scene where they were all hanging out on a swing set (laughs) and talking about something. And they were with, I believe, the character Kelly, um, who has like long blonde hair. And it was like, super puffy and frizzy and imperfect looking. And I was like, you know, you don't really see that that much anymore in modern TV or modern movies. Like even some horror movies, if you look back, like in Scream 2, Nev Campbell has a zit on her chin for like half of it. And you just, you wouldn't see that anymore. It's not like I noticed it and I was like, ew. I was like, oh, like they used to allow imperfections to just exist on screen without sort of getting rid of all of them. And it was really refreshing to see things that people might call imperfections Mm -hmm. show up on screen without it being fanfare, without it being a plot line in the original sin show. I thought it was kind of awesome.
0: I am right there with you. And then even when we get more into the backstory, but their families aren't perfect. Their relationships aren't perfect. The friendship is clearly not perfect, which we'll we'll talk about, you know, with that. And, you know, them as a whole, like I feel like the characters have layers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I felt that way uh, with the original Pretty Little Liars, but sometimes like the minor characters, not so much, but with the minor characters and original sin, they still have those layers, you know, yep. which was it threw me through a loop. You know, because uh, you 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 think one thing, but then oh, you know, and you know what I'm talking about. So uh-huh. it was, I don't know. And then just the fact too that we both love horror. Yep, love slashers. They, love it. Love it they're giving it to us. There's, I honestly, it's like, I'm not gonna lie. When I finished the series or while I was watching the series, actually, I would always have a good time while watching it, but I'm like, Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. And you know what it is. It's because I'm conditioned sometimes (laughs) to be when I'm watching a show to yell at the screen and do no, I wasn't doing that at all. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, because what they were doing make like made sense. You know what I mean? It there was, nothing like of course it, there's some stuff that is kind of like you look at it and it's just okay just be a nice human you know sure. but but other than that it wasn't anything that's just like why didn't you go the opposite you know what I mean it's just yep story writing um and I love how they again uh, just even how how the cast mesh together Yeah. And it felt
1: pretty natural. And it it reminded me that even in the original Pretty Little Liars, like when we meet them, they had been really good friends, but they haven't hung out for like a year and they have to kind of like relearn each other and become a group again. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely the case in this one. Um, Not that they were all close and they separated, but they're kind of coming from like disparate parts of the social ecosystem in high school and getting to know each other and then getting super tight. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they really bring you through that. And it it ends up making sense. Like even early on, a couple of them want to turn on a couple of the other members of the group. Yes. And that's what would happen, I think. I It's not like they are like,
0: yes. best
1: friends to the end, like from the jump, mm-hmm. they end up earning that. And exactly. it felt supernatural.
0: I was going to mention that as well. Like I love because I mean, we're not really friends, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it just, it makes a lot of sense, you know? And it's just, it's your first time really, you know, vibing with people sometimes. And it's either, you know, them or you, come on. totally. We got to think. And then even when I think back on Pretty Little Liars, the only person at first, you know, I think maybe for the first two episodes until, okay, well, obviously spoiler, you know, with the original Pretty Little Liars, like at this point. I and know, it, yeah. Yeah. Emily, at first, Emily, to me, didn't really fit because she seems very reserved, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you find out her backstory and how she really feels, okay, you understand why she is that way. You know what I mean? So it's not, um, obviously, that's not her personality. And then just to see the transformation that she had over the years, like she was no longer meek. She was a very strong woman. Mm -hmm. So then even with these girls, they all are different. But no one's trying to change. No one's trying to you you see that sometimes in in friendships, even with another friendship that's on the show. Those friends seem like they kind of were more followers and Mm -hmm. not actually. Yes. So there's there's a difference with that, you know.
1: Yeah, there for sure is. So let's, just in case anybody doesn't know what the deal with Original Sin is, just like talk about the the overall premise and then we'll get into spoilers so we can go to town. Okay. the thing with original sin is that it's basically set in the same universe as pretty little liars it's not the same a Mm -hmm. um it's it's not the same characters although there are little easter eggs Mm -hmm. uh, but it takes place in a town not super far from the town that the original took place in and it's a group of friends who start to be terrorized by somebody going by a and it becomes pretty immediately clear that each of their mothers who were all friends in high school are tied into this in some way and that this a might be getting revenge against the moms by mm-hmm. going through the girls and so they have to contend with all these threats mm-hmm. and at the same time try to find out what the moms are hiding from them and also who a is so that they can stop them and it is as Zena said super super horror and slasher tinged like i feel like they knew the audience that they were going to try to appeal to and then went hard at it instead of just kind of beating around the bush so there are horror references galore in it um and it's super fun like even the font because they'll they'll do kind of chiron's um, that'll say the day or whatever. The mm-hmm. font is like a very, um, like John Carpe- It's Is the font from Halloween? Now I'm blanking, actually.
0: I, I always thought that it was, but they, it's like, it depends on which one. The, the text that would pop up, like if it's like Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Like, that looked very much Halloween. But then the one for Original Sin, like that pops up for the show. It's like a mixture of letters. Yeah, right. But so they're even
1: referencing stuff just like in text, which, you know, doesn't come up a ton, but it's a fun little Easter egg for somebody who's a horror fan watching this and being like, oh, I recognize that. And characters will kind of harken back to famous horror characters. Even names of characters will be callbacks. There's like a father Karis and there's father Karis and the exorcist. Like they definitely absolutely know who they're playing to. And they also know the genre without a doubt to be able to put so many deep cuts in it um so it has it has a really really fun vibe to it uh do you have anything else to say about before we move to spoilers
0: um i was just gonna also just mention you know bouncing off of the horror stuff uh you see so many horror posters like ones i desire deeply and yeah. that's why i was actually like you know tweeting about that like where do you guys get your posters from i need to know you know here yeah tabby's room is no oh. joke Abby is me. I mm-hmm. love her so yep. much. I mean, she's honestly probably like the coolest girl at the school. I why she's popular in my mind. So <laughs> I know, I know. With the more
1: adult, grown-up version of looking back, like that's the cool girl. Are you kidding really? me? Like, yeah, she's wow. like horror obsessed. She's definitely inspired. I think by Randy from Scream, with like dropping yeah. tons of horror and movie references just conversationally because that's basically how she views the world
0: yeah and uh she rules she does and then also too with the name so you know wes that works at the movie theater yep um wasn't there i don't remember if his name but was it joseph england they were gonna talk to someone his his last name was somebody's last name was england and i was like oh, i think God. it is i think okay. you're right so yeah like you like you said you you said it all about with the little easter eggs it just kind of Kept you entertained and literally, like usually when I'm watching a show, a movie, and I'm like, "Oh wow, what are you doing?" But it's like, no, I was quiet, like it was like really, just like taking it in, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're saying
1: quiet contemplation because it's really fun. <laughs> When they've established that they're going to be Easter eggs so regularly, mm-hmm. then it made me and it sounds like you want to find them. Yeah. So it becomes less of a show. Not that I really do this that much anyway, but less of a show that you would sort of be paying half attention to mm-hmm. and something that you're excited to see what little thing they're going to drop on you. And so you have to pay attention in order to catch them all.
0: Um, see, and this is, and then, okay, we're going to, I know it, we're, you, we, we didn't even like scratch the surface, but I'm already planning when I want to rewatch the series. Like I wanted to do it so bad after I finished like earlier, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm going to wait, let it simmer in, you know, <laughs> and then I'm going to go because it's definitely one of those shows where I can see myself putting it on, mm-hmm. relax putting it on again like kind of what I did with the with the first one just yep. to have a nice time. Oh, totally.
1: And like, there's there's something comforting about knowing what's coming. It's obviously so much fun and we're both hooked on it as horror lovers as mm-hmm. wanting to know what's coming and not being sure and being off guard. But right. it's also like very soothing to rewatch something and especially something horror based because you still get like the cool, creepy tingle of it, oh. but you also know what's going on. So it's it's kind of perfect. I feel like, I know it won't be f- you know, that far away from now. So it's not like, we'll forget what happened. But I feel like this could be a fun Halloween rewatch because it takes place like around Halloween. There's a big Halloween party and obviously slasher vibes are very Halloween-y. Uh, but like just watching them have their Halloween party when Halloween is coming up soon, I feel, feel like we'll feel great.
0: Right. And it's just like, and that's what I'm saying. It's even though it's like, we actually went through a couple of seasons, um, you know, with them, but, the, that it screams Halloween and I mean I'm happy that, it, that the show that the series came out when it did mm-hmm. but man like maybe I'll rewatch it in October because yeah it was definitely like it just oh my god like I, I don't feel like I'm doing it justice by by saying how good it is I just think that people need I know we didn't even get through it, but people just need well to- is it, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I think honestly, based on his gushing, I bet a lot of people will because it, it's just a really fun watch. And it also does have things to say. Like yeah. I'm watching it as a 38-year-old woman, but I was thinking about watching it as a teenager or maybe a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it could be really encouraging in some important ways to somebody who's still in like a formative time of life. Right. And I'm glad that that it's out there, you know, it almost like sneaks it in because it's fun and slashery, mm-hmm. but then
0: it, it says some important stuff, which I like. Right. And it's like, so one of my nephews, he actually just, well, he's turning 18 next month and he like, likes these kind of series as well. And I'm like, okay, you need to watch this now, mm-hmm. you know? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm interested to, to know how he feels because with him being like a younger person, I want to know, like, how he feels about it. But from, like you said, on social media, from what I see, everyone is raving about this show, how good it is. Even if you're not into, like, horror where you may not know the little Easter eggs, you cannot deny the entertainment. And then the fact, just the storytelling and where it's, like, I did not see certain things coming, you know, and that's what
1: Me too. It it has a 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is extremely high, you know? That's awesome. And I hope, I know that there's like a lot of turmoil with HBO Max, which is the network that it's on right now, but I hope that they see the fan reaction to it and either green light a second season, which hasn't been announced yet and, or make more shows like this, like yeah. make more fun slashery shows that yeah. also have some substance to them. Um, yeah. I mean, it's great. I just want like a million shows like this literally. And okay.
0: <laughs> no one can see me, but you can <laughs> yes, uh, she- just, just being, you know, honest. Um, were you a fan of, like, the old, like, Gossip Girl? You ever watched that series? Uh, this is a blind spot for me. No, I didn't
1: watch Gossip Girl, and I didn't watch the the reboot either. What would you think okay. of it?
0: So I used to live for Gossip Girl so much, especially like the first season. To me, was everything. But I'm not gonna lie; I kind of fell off because at mm-hmm. this point, who is this mysterious Gossip Girl? You know, right? <laughs> there, there wasn't anything happening. It was just the same old, same old. Rich people trying to do terrible things, and it's just a watch. Right. I'm on a vacation to Bora Bora, you <laughs> know, because you can afford it. What a waste of resources. Yeah, just go shopping. <laughs> just get out of here. But anyway, um, but the, the show, it has, for me, it was kind of mixed. Like, there were some seasons where I was like, yeah, this is great. This Gossip Girl has no type of horror in it at all. It's just yes. great drama. So I remember when they first announced that they were going to have like a reboot of it because technically it has been 10 years for Gossip Girl. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I think that that would be great. And like I was excited about it because with technology, with social media, it makes a lot of sense because you never know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, cool. So um, I was excited about it. I remember watching the first episode and, you know, sometimes you want to give some shows some chances, um, more than a chance because it it, it takes some time. I watched the entire like series and I kind of felt I didn't feel like, oh, God, uh," you know, like I like the characters. But, you know, one of the reasons why I really did love there's a point to this, I promise, that has to do with original sin. I don't care. I can hear you just talk about Gossip Girl for a long time. (laughs) But uh, one of the reasons why I really liked Gossip Girl, honestly, was because um, of the fashion. And so, meaning these were like these rich, spoiled kids who lived on the Upper East Side of New York. You know, man, you know, very, very high, like high fat. One girl's mom owns like one of the highest brands and in like the fashion brands. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, like, okay, obviously their fashion back then. I'm not saying now. (laughs) Back then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, those headbands, you know, we should bring those back. But <laughs> your headbands galore, extremely long tank tops
1: pulled down like over your jeans. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, they used to uh, a lot of great looking pieces where for me, okay, sometimes um, if the show isn't always hitting like if it's like terrible characters, but you're you have something fabulous to look at because look at our outfit. Okay, cool. Right? Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, they, they were given drama. They were given a lot of drama and I couldn't get enough of it, you know? So my Monday nights, because that's what day it used to come on. It was everything. I I never dreaded Mondays while that show was on. Yeah. Then With this show, I'm thinking, like I said, it didn't really hit for me. And then also like, you know, there's so many like high fashion brands and it just wasn't working. Like one of the girls, she is a um, influencer. And I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. So we should see her. But yeah, those outfits for me were not hitting. But then I realized, right. okay, I'm 35. So these <laughs> the people who are watching this, they're probably like, yeah, this is great. So I was like, okay, sometimes you're just not that audience, right? Right. But, so, but with this show, um, sometimes the outfits that the girls will wear, sometimes it was cute, but sometimes it's just like, why are you layering a tank top with that? T- okay, whatever. Right. But point is, it didn't really matter. Because the show is giving so much of everything else. And that's what I mean. Like there's been times when I would hate watch a show. And I, looking back on it, like not the, besides the first season of Gossip Girl, the old one, after that, I remember hate watching. It wasn't like something I really enjoyed. It was just something that I needed to get through. Cause you know you need to, you want to blow up some steam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but with this show, I never felt that way because again, it just, it gave us a great, like storyline there was mystery mm-hmm. the characters had layers and they weren't just like you know they, they had they had so much more to offer you know even than yes. you think that didn't you know and you find out why certain people behave the way that they do and it was just great like I mean I guess all I'm I'm not trying to like put down like gossip girl like that but it was just like I I was excited about it but it didn't really do it for me so then even with this show, when they announced it, I knew I was going to watch it anyway. Right. And I wanted to, like, give myself, like, 10 episodes. I was going to watch the entire season. And I'm just so happy to say, like, it was worth it. It's just amazing. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's worth the watch. Like, if you're on the fence, it's totally worth the watch. Mm-hmm. And I, I hear what you're saying. Like, sometimes it's just not... Like you're just not the audience for it and you can still see the value in it or whatever. What do you think, like, because I've been thinking about, like, even as I've gotten older, I still super enjoy a lot of like, it's always teen mystery shows. I guess I haven't really watched Mm -hmm. a lot of just teen general things, although I bet I would get into them too. I think for me, the reason that I gravitate toward like even YA horror books or mystery books and TV shows Mm -hmm. is exactly what you were saying about Gossip Girl. Like they bring the drama Mm -hmm. in a more fun way than not everything for adults, obviously, but a more fun way than a lot of things for adults. Because I think that sometimes adult focused horror or mysteries Mm -hmm. sort of want to explore and it's admirable too. It's just not, something I'm always in the mood for, they kind of want to explore like the dark underbelly or the trauma of something or get really, really procedural and they just become heavy in a way that stuff that's marketed for young adults doesn't really get. And it feels a little bit more fun and, like a, a breath of fresh, and there's a place for both, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've, I've been kind of surprised that I still want to watch things
0: involving a 16 year old, but there's just like a different vibe there. What, what do you think? Oh, my, see, I feel like you explained it perfectly because I'm not gonna lie, you know, because my husband he likes to watch very serious shows, and then even yeah. with my sisters and even some close friends, they like to watch like serious shows, or if it's not like reality show, which I'll watch that stuff too, but you say, Yeah that sometimes it's a little bit heavy, you know, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. This one has real life problems, but the way they deliver it is different, you know, and it's, it's, you can take it all in. Um, This is like completely different type of show. I was trying to watch new things and Mm -hmm. I started watching this show called P Valley on, it comes on Amazon.
1: I haven't, I know what it is, but I haven't watched it.
0: I mean, it's a, it's a great show, but it is heavy, like very, very heavy. And it was just like, I just binge watched the first season, like almost like two months ago. And I know the, the, the second season started, but I still need a break. You get what I'm saying? So like if this show came out and they said, Oh, we're going to have a new season tomorrow. I'm going to binge it. You know, easy. So, mm-hmm. I think that you you explained it like perfectly, and even though it's like we're not like the target audience, there's just something about it and I feel and I think that it's that I don't want to say lightheartedness because it'll just be as just as brutal, you know just as as in some ways you know it'll have like the that drama, but I guess it's the way they deliver it. Because I even do that way with, um, with movies, like, you know, non, it could be horror, it could be comedy, but I find myself attracted to those type of movies as well. Even though I don't, I I mean, no, I, I don't have to study for the SATs and I'm not going to (laughs) prom. (laughs) I'd love to though. I want to go to prom again. Maybe you should hold like a prom party. Right? Maybe your next birthday needs to be prom themed. Yeah, I think so. I want to go again. I had a great time at my prom. The only thing is the little rabbit hole. I, remember I wasn't really into that kind of stuff. And my mom was so excited. She took me and my sister and I was taking my sister um, because I, I had like a secret boyfriend. I didn't want my parents to know about. So I took mm-hmm. my sister instead. And we, you know, she's more fun anyway. So that's why. And, I uh, you, like look back, and you're like, I had so much more fun with my little sister I than I would have had. Yeah, uh, yeah, my big sister. Yeah, Our she's sister. the best. We um. Anyway, we picked out dresses. Her dress looked better than mine, and I'm just like, wait a minute, why did I pick that dress? It's it was my prom. So if I could go back to prom, I would have picked out a better dress. I really didn't invest, you know, Kristen, and it just it's still haunts mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so we all
1: have those things. I had a prom look that haunts me that was. Tough, 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 tough. And I would not mind redoing it a little bit better. So I hear you. See, We could go to
0: prom together. We could go. to All right. The Zena and Kristen prom is coming. I don't see why not. We need to relive it, okay? We want to. That's all I want. Nothing else. I don't, I don't That's want all- to deal with anything else from, from high school.
1: <laughs> no, big pass. We're simple, gals. All we want to do is relive our prom. Just let right. us. Thank you. Yes. All right. Let's talk spoilers. So I'm going to count it down. Everybody, if you haven't seen the show yet and you want to go in spoiler free, then I would exit now and come back after you've seen it. Three, two, one. We're spoiling. (laughs) All right. So what did you call as far as like who bad guys were and what were you taken aback by?
0: Okay. So two. The principal. Mm-hmm. I knew in some ways he was involved because with him and the sheriff Sheriff Beasley they seemed close. So yeah. you know, he would have to know and plus it's a small town. So guaranteed people there's there has to be someone there that went to school there as well. You know what I mean? And I'm so totally that I mean nothing was pointing to do that but because they were just, I know they were trying to find out the history of it, the history of it. I'm thinking, wouldn't you check the yearbook? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like earlier on. Yeah. Like the year uh, that your, your moms that they were there, like checked four years and there's, you know, there's enough for everybody. Just look who's there. You never know. Yep. You know? Okay. Fine. And then the other thing. So, okay. I really like Chip. Mm-hmm. But there was something about him. Yeah. You know, um, like don't get me wrong, I just thought that I was thinking like with Tabby, like, oh Tabby, why don't you like like the first or second episode? You know, because he seemed cool, he seemed like he was into her, he wanted to be more than a friend. Yep. Um, but then especially when he this was more of going like later into the episodes when he wanted to work with Imogen. And mm-hmm. I was saying, like, gosh, imagine he was the father. And then I right. was like, and you know what I mean? And I just thought that we would have never found out. I I didn't think that we were going to actually see her give birth. Um, you know, no season. So no. That was a surprise. Um and then honestly, okay, with the twins, Karen and Kelly, I thought like that it was going to be a trick and like, "Oh, she's really alive." You know what I mean? Me and, too. And yeah. I was here for it. I, I like the ridiculousness of the twin
1: trope. It's just fun. I know it was done <laughs> repeatedly yeah. in the nuttiest way in the original. So I was into it. And I thought that she was either going to pop up and still be alive or that Kelly was actually Karen.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought, too. And mm-hmm. then, like, um, and it kind of reminded me of Riverdale. The first season, before they went to space or wherever they are now. I know. I know I fell off.
1: I guess you don't watch it anymore either.
0: No, I I got it drained me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> drained is a good word for it. Like I hung on for a good while. I, I hung on through there being a, a universal tear or something like that. And then when Lucifer rolled into town, the devil, El Diablo, and like. Veronica owns, you know, a casino. I was like, you know what? And just, I didn't make the decision, but the decision was made for me and I just haven't watched it since.
0: (laughs) And that's what I'm, and then it's just, you know, and okay, we have to go (laughs) down a quick rabbit hole. The thing that really bothers me about Riverdale, they, the show had the potential. Yes. You know, back, I know everybody's saying that Tyra Banks is toxic back in the early 2000s, but to quote her, we were all rooting for you. And that's how I feel. We were all rooting for you because I was literally living for the first se- the first season had mystery. It You're was great. Everything, everything was wonderful. And then the second season it was kind of like, "Uh." Eh. And the third yeah. season I'm like, "What is happening?" So,
1: I know, to to also quote Tyra Banks, who <laughs> was scared. I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's so, it got so nuts uh, especially Archie's storylines started sucking so hard I don't need to watch this man play football I don't need to watch this man box I don't need to watch this man form a, a vigilante group <laughs> the worst but he's like the centerpiece of the show so I literally started fast forwarding his
0: scenes I and believe- I missed I missed nothing no you know he would always had his shirt off. He was always yes. Me. We and get it. Like we we see you. but Yeah. Then, but then the thing that made me like say, you know what, like that meme of SpongeBob getting up, like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> yep, done. <laughs> um, was he gave some kind of speech, um, before playing football when he was in juvie or jail? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the longest speech about, it was <laughs> supposed to be like, you know, empowering, but I was just sitting there like, what is he talking about? Like, if I was there, I would loudly say, what is he talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah, what, what are we watching? <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I brought up Riverdale because in the first season with, you know, uh, Cheryl and Jason, I thought that they were going to do, try to do something like that, but they they took it a step further and, you know, one of the sisters sadly did die.
1: Mm -hmm. I know. Um, I I mean, I, I think it seems pretty cut and dry now. Like they sort of teased one of the, one of the main characters was thinking that the twin who was living Mm -hmm. maybe was Karen, the twin who died, and there was a swap. It seems pretty cut and dry now that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they're telegraphing that it's just straight up Kelly? Or do they, who who is the twin who's living and there's just no nefarious thing? Or do you think we're supposed to still think that there's any chance? Like she is making out with her dead sister's boyfriend, yeah. like in one of the last episodes and says, call me Karen. Is that supposed to just be that she's just, you know, she's got some issues or are we still supposed to think that there's a possibility that she's Karen?
0: So at first I thought that we were supposed to think that she was Karen. Yeah. But in seeing her life at home, there's a lot of issues that's going on. And so it's just kind of like, okay, she's just a, a young girl that's dealing with a lot of things, and then she lost ultimately her best friend. Right.
1: I think so, too. I was just curious what you thought, because they so they tie up, which I actually loved and appreciated, they tie up the main mystery, um, but they do leave a couple of dangling things. Yeah. And so I was wondering if that was something that's still meant to dangle or not, but I, I don't really think so either. I just wanted to see what you thought about it.
0: That would be cool if she I was. would still take it. I mean, I would I live for that drama, you know. Me that, too. You know, but um just I think her her home life kind of just made me so sad. Like her father is literally the worst human being. The worst. You know, and so it's just like day in, day out, you know. Obviously, it was one thing because at least she had her sister. Right. You know what I mean? Her sister, Clearly had a certain way of thinking, like she was the most popular queen bee, you know, at at Millwood High. So clearly, you know, she had plans to most likely get out of that town, most likely just take her sister, you know. But unfortunately it didn't work out, you know. So now it's Mm -hmm. just her and she has to deal with the backlash of, you know, from her, the backlash and the violence from her father, which they probably always had to deal with, but there was two of them and he wasn't as angry, you know. Now, you know, I just, it's unbelievable that they would still want him to work on the case. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. It seemed like, you know, I believed it though, because it's a small town. You know what I mean? Right.
1: Like, it's not like they have a gigantic force to fall back on if they take the sheriff (laughs) out of it.
0: And he was clearly like the town bully. So nobody really wanted to deal with that. You know, just let him deal with his anger is how Mm -hmm. I took that. So it was still believable.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, So as far as like the main bad guy, so it ends up being that, a who is this like figure who kind of stalks them and wears like a like a skin? I would like to know what's up with the mask.
0: Oh yeah. Oh my god, that mask is everything. The mask is like stitched together flesh with
1: not when when I say eye holes, it's not like holes big enough for your eyes. It's really basically like somebody just like made like a football and <laughs> stabbed a bunch of like holes in it that are just like lines, and so. <laughs> A can clearly just sort of like peek out of them and breathe that way, and then uh like a wig attached to it on top. That turns out to be the brother of this girl Angela, who mm-hmm. the the uh the main character's moms is bur- bullied like horrendously. Whoa. Bad, 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 bad in high school. Mm-hmm. And he was I mean, in the grand tradition of PLL, kind of a secret brother. Um, yeah. He was kept home because they don't elaborate on it, but his dad says that his mom said that he had a face only a mother could love. Mm-hmm. And so they kept him at home and he slept in like a cage with hay. Yeah. Um. Really, really horrible. And the dad of both this guy, whose name is Archie mm-hmm. and Angela, the girl who was bullied, uh, is basically the mastermind and sort of essentially like sicked his son on all of these girls and women to yeah. get them to pay. And I had, so I I thought the principal was probably involved in some way, or if I'm being completely honest, I think I leaned hard toward thinking that he was a red herring because I was pretty bought into the theory that the nurse was yeah. A
0: wasn't she on um she was in the first one was she maybe I, not one of the she looks familiar yeah i don't know if
1: she maybe she was and i don't know i'm mm. not sure but she seemed the right age she seemed to be the age yeah. of the mothers and it seemed as the season went on that whoever is doing this is probably either the age of the mothers and went to school with them or is connected mm-hmm. in some way. And she seemed about the right age yeah. and she would have access to do some of the things that a was able to do because like, for example, one of the girls had to get drug tested every morning mm-hmm. because she had taken the fall for her mother getting mom, 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 uh, Marjorie mom, is going to rehab at the end of this, she said. So yeah. hopefully if there's a second season, she's doing better. Because I really felt for that family and that poor girl, Noah.
0: That was horrible. Like, especially like when you found out, it was just like, oh my gosh. And then on top of that, she has like a drug problem and you yeah. she have no problem putting it on her daughter. She should have been went to rehab.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She flipped like instantly. Oh, and you know what? I didn't notice it on the show. I saw it online. Did you know that when Noah, her daughter, goes into her bag to see if she has any pills from the hospital, and she does, the name on the pill bottle is Caleb Rivers?
0: Oh, my God. From PLL.
1: No, so for so some cool. reason, I know. So he's from the original show. He's Hannah's boyfriend. So for some reason, he ended up in the the Millwood Hospital and had to get some painkillers for, you know, for whatever reason. And the mom stole them but it was just another fun like little crossovery sort of thing love that
0: so much and yeah with you mentioning like a red herring I think for me I actually thought that that would have been Wes because yes the- is Yeah, he's a little bit older than her, maybe like by t- three years, we'll say, mm-hmm. four years. And that makes sense because if Angela had a baby and say if the baby somehow survived, yeah, would have been that much older. So that's yes. what I was thinking with that, you know. And so I was waiting for it to happen, but then I realized, okay, no, um, he's probably just lying, like how he's probably lying about going to Columbia, you know, or NYU or whatever he was saying.
1: I don't know about this, Wes. <laughs> yeah, I think he probably just wanted to, to seem like a like a cool, smart older guy.
0: Yeah. To Tabby, but yeah, I don't know you about know, that. Tabby, dude, Tabby seemed like a cool girl. Just talk to her about movies, and I think you'll be good. Totally. You know I mean? Yeah, and I know it was interesting that they had him because it'd be really easy
1: to have somebody who is like way older really? and make the line much more clear. Like he was, he definitely was too old for her. I think they're supposed to be like yeah. 16 or 17 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is kind of that time of life where you as that age might be like, Oh, we don't have that much of a distance. So wow. it'd be a, a crazy leap to think that Tabby yeah. was into him, even yeah. though it's really not the right move. Um, <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. But I thought it was interesting that they would leave that sort of ambiguity at least for a minute. There were like a couple of episodes in the beginning where I was like, she seems like she might be kind of into this as opposed to just having him like, you know, older, older where you're like, absolutely not clear line. She wouldn't be into it. He's just a straight up creep pursuing her. Like they didn't really mind playing with gray area stuff in the show. And I. I kind of appreciated that. I think that that might be one of those like differences between having the show on just a regular cable network and having it on HBO. Like maybe you can play with things a little bit more and be slightly, although the show definitely has like an eye toward morality and doing things the right way. You can at least play with that a little bit more on a network. That's more adult, even if it's like a teen show.
0: Exactly. And I love that you mentioned that. Like, I do not clearly approve of West Coast. No, no, no. Abby, There's a, it's a, you see it now as an adult, there's a major age difference. Like, you guys are in two different worlds, like light years. But when you're that age, you think, ah, uh, it's not, you know, he's not that much older or she's not that much young. Well, I don't know who would think that. No, but I think probably like the younger yeah. person looking up is like, I know that I'm mature. I know that I'm whatever. Right. And so that's how I I, I saw that. And then it seemed that they have the movie, you know, thing in common. But then in, that's what made me even go where she's okay i wonder wh- why she doesn't like chip i know it's like oh he's a friend but it's just like he mm-hmm. likes movies too and then even when they were doing that project together he seemed very much remorseful um for you know switching up her project so yeah. you know what i mean but yeah there was just something not you know clicking there there's something not right about chip mm-hmm. um but <laughs> but
1: oh, chip 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 <laughs> um but no i thought the same thing i was like this is a nice guy i honestly I think I probably thought that they would get together in the Mm -hmm. end. Like she would be just kind of friend zoning him for most of the show and then come to realize that he's a good dude. So I was super surprised like you were when he started like being into Imogen. It seems so out of left field. But then when you find out that he assaulted them both. And so he's just like crazy crazy i will say i thought that was a really it ended up being accurate Mm -hmm. um it it was a weird leap to assume it was the same person who had assaulted them both they just sort of like decided it and then it was the fact Mm -hmm. and it did end up being true but like there was no i thought it was strange that there was no evidence at all to suggest that except that it had both happened to them
0: Mm -hmm. um checked out his room and his rapey things
1: as soon as, what the hell movie was, oh, I spit on your grave. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh-oh.
0: With the mom, like with his parents, and it's just like, I know, you know, they probably single and oh, she's born. But okay, no. All right? Mm-hmm. Do you see what he's watching? Are you not? Yes. Watching? He's still a teenager. Like, you still at least monitor. And it wasn't like he was watching, like, digital copies where, you know, there's a physical no. no thing. No. It's like he, he had a whole collection. Yeah, he has like an apple crate full of like
1: rape centric horror movies oh in his God. closet.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, not even deep in his closet. So that's what I'm saying. Like, no, they
1: I'm- had to move like a flannel shirt, and then the whole kit and caboodle was available. <laughs> Maybe we can be we can uh, give the mom a real generous read and be like, she doesn't know what the hell that is. She could just think that they're weird horror movies, but.
0: Mm, Come on. They're see. they in his closet, though. Like, it's not... Because his room, though, he had a nice... I love his posters. But he's in his closet. Like, come on. Like, I'm not saying, like, you know... Oh, you know, because some people will probably try to argue, like, oh, well, she can't stop him. What? She is... You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and then on top (laughs) of that, too, jumping ahead, the fact that his parents are, you know, trying to find him a lawyer he did what he did like i'm yep. saying take accountability he did what he did to not only but one girl but two and, he and was then living life living life and inserting himself into
1: their lives like yeah. he may have already been i guess he was already good friends with tabu which It's horrible either way, but definitely adds a layer of twistedness to it. But then to deliberately like ask Imogen to be his like partner in class and stuff like this guy's a real sicko. And uh, it seems like a probably took care of him right at the end, though.
0: Uh, that was very satisfying. <laughs>
1: it was There's So much had happened since we had seen him that I like, I wasn't really thinking about chip at the moment, but when he showed up there, I was like, get this guy. We, he, he doesn't need to be here on the planet.
0: To drink hot cocoa, wear his Christmas sweater, you know, and enjoy the holidays with his family. They were able to bail him out. No. And mm-hmm. I'm, maybe it's for the best. Like at this point, yes. you know, cause I think so. And you're like, no. And lawyers and now it's just like well <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah that's that's the end of that <laughs> well, um speaking of
1: like gray area stuff and, and things that I thought were kind of like a like a bold move that you don't necessarily see a ton mm-hmm. I feel like the show didn't really hedge its bets when it came to even people who are sort of our protagonists doing horrible things and then trying to redeem themselves in some way. So like, first of all, even though the girl, Karen, who's one of the twins that we were talking about, who died um, was a complete asshole. She was like a total bully and like really mean. (laughs) Um, She she was a nightmare. And um, if you're listening to the spoiler part without watching the show, uh, she, the way that she died was that she was in the like upper rafters of, I guess, like a, the auditorium, about to dump a thing of I think it was just paint, right? Not pig's yeah. blood, but like you know a clear like Carrie sort of yeah. homage. Mom. Um, she,
0: Carrie homage
1: <laughs> oh big time. Yeah, the her mom even <laughs> yeah. Um, but so like she was gonna dump paint on Imogen, who's like this pregnant sixteen-year-old who won. Whatever, you know, Miss Millwood High. I can't remember what it was. And then A pops up in the rafters and kills her. So she's she's been doing bad left and right. And before she dies, um, our main characters put together this little mini movie montage. And and this this is what I'm saying. This is terrible. And I think it's interesting that they went this hard with it and then sort of discussed it. They put together this film that they screen at the movie theater that Tabby works at of Karen, like super duper wasted. um, Like just, just being really drunk and like loquacious. Have I ever used that word, but loquacious um, with a dude. It's just like really super embarrassing and humiliating. Mm -hmm. And I think it's terrible. And she like has her shirt off and stuff, I think with bra on, but um, they, they basically like humiliate the hell out of her. Mm-hmm. And it's not played like, oh, yeah, eye for an eye. Like Karen was shitty to them. So they're shitty to her. Like they pretty immediately see that that was a terrible thing to do. And discuss that. And I thought it was interesting because even with the original show, like one of the main inciting incidents is that the liars in that show want to play what was supposed to be a harmless prank on Toby, which is like throwing like a stink bomb in the garage that he's in or something. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super crazy. But then there's like some sort of weird explosion. And and Jenna, who's another character, gets blinded by it. And it's still <laughs>
0: Even say it's like, what is this? And, girls, and thank God. yeah. They clearly run. And it's just like this loud noise. And I, I mean, I'm a pretty nosy neighbor. So if I heard something, I would look out the window and I would just see like these five girls. I would tell the police, yeah, it was Allison, Spencer. Yep. Like I, was, I, saw I, I would narc on them
1: so fast.
0: When I found out that the neighbor girl is
1: blinded, right? I'd be like, I saw these girls.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if this means anything, but I saw all five of them while their moms were out, you know, so. Right, just for your
1: information. But
0: so that, you know, they definitely are like, they have a little bit of
1: like, ooh, the Jenna thing. That was bad of us. But they don't, it's not as horrendous because it was accidentally terrible. This was deliberately terrible in this show. Horrible, 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 just like slut shamey and 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 also she was drunk so it's it, there's so many layers of awfulness to it and i thought it was interesting that they showed them being really terrible and then gave them a chance to realize how horrible it was and sort of you know if not be completely absolved of it like they're like we we really went too far and they're apologetic and they recognize it. And things like that happen in real life. Like You do things that you genuinely wish you hadn't done that aren't right. And you have to live with them and hopefully find a way to be better going forward. And I thought it was cool that both the young liars did that. And as we referenced earlier, that their moms did it. Because the moms also, it wasn't just like idle, like not big deal bullying. They were monstrous mm-hmm. to the girl, Angela, who's at the crux of it. And they're clearly, although they haven't really, uh, you know, atoned for it as adults, they're clearly super ashamed of it. And you can imagine that now that they have kind of faced it and talked about it, that they they might try to be better going forward.
0: And, you know, that kind of brings up a question uh, for me, but before I dive to that, like, so going back to the thing they did to Karen, it's just come on. Why the whole movie theater? Like maybe just send it to her parents. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or Brutal.
1: Like, that.
0: like and just and then that's it. Like come on, because that's horrible. Like she's gonna have to live with that, and yeah, when, and she's clearly gonna know that it, that it came from them. Like, but whatever. I I was just like, okay, girls. <laughs> but then um the other thing is too going back with the with the moms. When they even mentioned it, they were just talking about how, oh, in the 90s, girls were a lot meaner and stuff like that. You know, I mean, clearly, you know, yeah. um, because what I find so weird, too, um, is that the fact that they seem like they would follow Imogen's mom. Like she was like their leader, you know, so they yep. would like follow her and everything like that. And it's clearly her mom changed. You know, she changed. Uh, she was a completely different person. Like most people, you change. Yes. Her at that, life happens, and you change. Well, majority of it. I, Hopefully. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I okay. I've always had this question. Do you think that Imogen's mom? Did she? I know they said, or the principal said, that she killed herself. Do you think that she did? I don't know. It
1: seemed weirdly just like it just solved too fast or something. Like it almost just felt like narratively somewhat unsatisfying. Yeah. So I don't know. It, I, part of me wonders if that is one of the loose threads that they have sort of left for a potential second season. But there's another part of me that wonders if she really did kill herself and they meant to leave it as that, as sort of a a comment on like the heinousness of the way that she bullied someone or or something. Cause she was really the ringleader of it. And like, I mean, like unspeakably terrible. So the deal is that the guy who became the sheriff um sexually assaulted this girl, Angela Waters, while he was dating Davey, who is this mom that we're talking about, who is supposed to have killed herself. And back in the day when it really happened, Davey just completely didn't believe it when Angela said that it happened. And then had everyone, she was the popular girl erase her quote unquote and just pretend that they didn't see or hear her Mm -hmm. when she was like walking down the hall in school whatever and then had her come to this like rave party and had everybody do the same thing like that's unbelievably cruel it would be cruel without the sexual assault circumstance Mm -hmm. but having it be in reaction to that is Mm -hmm. really evil behavior. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. It seemed like she really did kind of change and grow away from that as she got older. But that's something that I would think, especially if you are somebody who has evolved would really, really haunt you horribly. Yeah. So maybe getting that flyer for the rave from back then in the mail, maybe we're supposed to just think that yeah. that completely Triggered her and flipped her out Or something but I'm I'm with you I definitely agree that it felt Kind of unfinished and just like It's just a one sentence explanation Like during kind of the big bad Villain monologue like yep She did kill herself it doesn't feel quite Right
0: it seemed like he was. I just assumed that he was just saying that to like, mm-hmm. try to break her down because it didn't seem like she would like. Don't get me wrong, yeah. like she, she was the ringleader. It was mainly her who came up with everything, and then it's coming right back. But I feel like this could have been the time for her to redeem herself, to be honest with what she did. And it seemed, you know, I know we only was able to see her a little bit, but even with the flashbacks, it Mm -hmm. seemed like she evolved, like you said. And so I just thought that um, she was supposed to be a message, you know? Yeah. And who's to say? Like, if they come back the next season, it could be somebody else's mom. There's probably a whole bunch of stuff that happened that we don't even know. That that's why I'm hoping for a second season that we don't mm-hmm. even, know, you know. And then, um, Imogen would always say this all the time. Like, you know, there has to be a reason. Like, it's either you know my mom was murdered or that you know she decided to leave me. And I don't see that, you know. And I mean, like, yes, at, at all. Regardless, if anything, okay, we're gonna pack up and we're moving, but mm-hmm. I. You know what I mean? There's no way that she would... I don't see her leaving her daughter and granddaughter in the world without her. So... Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I felt for her. I felt for her, you know, as a cat. And I love that, too, because it was something new that... And it happened within, the like, the first episode. Oh, yeah. And so... But Imogen, I love her so much. She just seemed like a sweet girl. And going back with Bailey Madison, who plays Imogen, I'm so used to always seeing her play the nice girl. What do you know her from? I don't know her before this. Okay. So she was in um, uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. It came out back in uh, 2011, I want to say. She was like a little, obviously she was like a little girl. Mm -hmm. Um, Where is it? Don't be afraid of the dark. Katie okay. is in it. Um, she's also in this. Is made for TV movie. Um, it, it's like a. I'm already in, but go ahead. <laughs> I love a made for TV movie. Oh my. Yes. Okay. And now I have to find the name of it. Cause I feel like you would enjoy it. Um, where is it? While you're looking, I have to say, it's funny that you said that
1: she was in a movie with Katie Holmes because she reminded me a lot of Katie Holmes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, She does. She, she has those vibes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's it. So she was in this movie called Annabelle Hooper and the Ghosts of the Nantucket. And she solves a mystery. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. But she was also in um, she was in a horror movie that came out oh. a couple of years ago. Um, the Strangers uh, Pray at Night. It came out in 2018. And then she oh. was also in uh, there's this series, Hallmark series. I like witches. So I used to watch it called Good Witch. It's about her and her mom. They live in this town. So, yeah, she's in a, she was in a lot of things. She was in The Fosters. Um, uh, she's been she's, out and about. Out and about. So that's what, I mean, it's just, she's awesome. She's an awesome little actress. So I, She was I love, great. I love seeing, because I'm used to seeing her as a nice girl. When she's in The Good Witch, she's a nice girl. And Nantucket, she was a nice girl. Um, oh, and she was also in um, The Haunting Hour. She was in, like, a couple of episodes. I think one of my favorite episodes about, a doll there's something up with that doll you know so it's cool so point is though um i'm used to seeing her as being like a nice girl you know not pregnant and yeah she's she is pregnant like about to burst any moment and it's just it's cool because i mean unfortunately it's you know unfortunate what happened to her we don't know Mm -hmm. maybe it's a boyfriend that she didn't want to talk about before we found out chip
1: yeah totally so just aside bailey madison has some major horror chops it sounds like
0: yes she has and so that's why i i I, I i'm happy that she was attracted to the project you know yeah oh and then i saw that she was pregnant and i was like oh yeah so i was just like rooting it on and she did not let me down at all (laughs) yeah
1: she was great i felt like she was a really good like centerpiece to this mm-hmm. and um I, you know i'm with you even though i think it's not impossible about her mom that the writers have decided to just make it that yes she killed herself i i'm totally with you it doesn't feel right yeah. it, it doesn't feel like she would leave her and leave her with the baby like mm-hmm. you know who knows why decisions get made in the writer's room and stuff but i'm also kind of hoping that it's not as cut and dry as that because it just it just doesn't fit with what we came to know of her character and also just so incredibly sudden like you know they're they're making plans to like raise the baby together and then she gets a piece of mail and immediately marches upstairs and kills herself i mean you know horrible things happen but it just it seems it didn't it didn't feel
0: right i think if anything then she probably would have like because i'm also thinking too like um. What do you just pack? Not even pack. Just pack an overnight bag, like you're going on an overnight trip, like you're coming mm-hmm. back, and then just leave. You know, right? Uh, take care of that stuff later. Or even if they want to be dramatic and pack up their whole house, mm-hmm. sure, You know, it's but yeah, her, yeah. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, it's it's just that could be more understandable. But then even seeing because her stories, uh, you know, background story stuck with me. Um, Tabby's. I again, I love the character. I love the. I haven't seen the the actress. And, and Me neither. She is phenomenal. She did a. Great she was great. Movie. Love her. Love yeah. That she's an aspiring filmmaker and she's a horror horror nut like us. So yep. Very fitting. Um, but then you know her relationship with her mom isn't always like you know it, it's very surface level. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not too sure why that is. You know, maybe it might have something to do with her dad or you know what I mean. I I don't know. Yeah. And I like that they kind of kept it a mystery. Um, and I'm not too sure of the name of the name of her mom, but she's been in a her lot.
1: Oh, not I don't know her name in real life. Her name is Sydney in the show as a little wink wink.
0: Yeah. Isn't that yeah. great? <laughs> yeah. It's <Huh>. just fun. <laughs> it's wonderful. But yeah, she's a great actress. I've seen her in a lot of things. Um, Me
1: too. She was super familiar, but I, I can't really place her. Yeah.
0: Um, and, uh, what's, uh, Farron. I love Farron. I love that she is no longer, but before she was very prim and proper and wanted to do things perfectly. And the, even like the, she has a great relationship with her dad, but mm-hmm. not her, mother, her mom. And it makes a lot of sense because her mother doesn't live in Millwood. So it's just kind right. of like, it seemed like they would have a relationship and she probably decided to stay with her dad because it seemed like maybe he wasn't always forcing things on her, like her mother. Yeah that that made a lot of sense uh with that but uh her mom oh my gosh like she made her daughter get surgery and like yeah she i know with chronic pain since she was mm-hmm. 8 that's horrible that
1: is horrible and they don't make it as clear cut as this but like obviously her mom was kind of a bully in school but could that i mean that level of perfectionism and pressure that her mom put on her. I wonder if that's supposed to be at all in in some way that's not super drawn out in response to the way that she was when she was a teenager and, and trying to make things perfect. But really, it's just kind of uh, just not repeating the cycle of being sort of abusive. Cause it's not the exact same thing, but it is just being abusive in a, in a different way. Like it ostensibly comes from love, but you're yeah. right to have her have surgery against doctors orders and put her through that. It's, it's yeah. not like a healthy way yeah. of thinking or of treating somebody mm-hmm. who is dependent on you. And I, I, I wonder if it's supposed to be connected to it. Like if everything in their life of the adults is sort of like revolving around the fulcrum of the way that they were just horrendous to Angela Waters Mm -hmm. and what happened because of it.
0: Right. And you know what? I did not even think about that. I think that that's probably exactly what it is. I thought that maybe she was just putting pressure on her daughter. Because maybe she had some type of, you know, whole back thing with her parents and not the best yeah. relationship. But that makes a lot of sense with, you know, it could even show, it shows like her when she was like a teen. And again, I go back to it with, um, it's Davy, right? Imogen's mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with Davy, again, Davy was like their their leader and they all just seem like a follower somewhat. Yeah. And I At one point, I believe it was her when she was a teen um, that she just asked, well, what if she, what if she's telling the truth? Um, about being assaulted, or which that's another thing, <laughs> it was, right? Uh, girl Angela, she was really like put through. She was like sexually assaulted by someone at the school who was dating Davy in high school, mm-hmm. and that boy just so happens to be or um, Sheriff Beasley, who is yep. the father to Kelly and Karen, who's terrible, and he takes sexual favors from young boys in his car and alleyways. Mm-hmm. So, his wife knows
1: yeah no it's a com- it's a complete nightmare yeah. scenario and there's just there's just tough stuff toothstoof, yeah. happen all over this town mm-hmm. um what did you think of mouse's storyline mm-hmm. and like where were what were you, what was your journey with it because i was like super confused mm-hmm. and yeah what did you think
0: I was confused, too. At first, I thought, okay, is she secretly doing OnlyFans? <laughs> I No, oh, like, at first, me, too. I was like, she yeah. seems super, super shy, right. but maybe this is
1: how she expresses herself or something. Just,
0: okay, not that it's the same thing, but with the show Euphoria, there was a girl who was kind of shy and stuff. And then next thing you know, she's doing OnlyFans, kind of. Yeah. So I kind of thought that, but then it's like, okay, no, she's still wearing her clothes. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, maybe she just wants money from these guys. No, I was like, well, maybe she just wants to pretend that this person is her dad, but she's right. probably like sleeping with them, you know. But no, so yeah, she just like she had like a so she was talking to someone. Sorry, she was talking to someone. It's a lot to parse through, <laughs> it is, it's, it's a lot. So she was video chatting with someone on her laptop, a, an older man, like a man maybe, like, in his late 40s. Yeah. um, They seem like they have some type of relationship. She was wearing, like, a filter over her face. So I thought that maybe she just never, you know, showed this man her face. Mm -hmm. Then, next thing you know, she's going to go trick-or-treating with him and he's going to buy her a costume. And I was like, oh, no, is she going to, is she sleeping with this man? But, no, it was, like, really, like, a young girl-type costume. I think there was, like, a Wendy costume from, you know, Casper and Wendy. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was like, you know... uh, a lot of different costumes like for little girls and so where her face was covered they she actually went trick-or-treating with the guy and where they just it turns out they were just pretending to have an actual relationship because the man um his daughter was missing but then unfortunately they found her body don't really know it was just messy and then she was talking to this guy who was really into what happened to him they, they they were
1: I know
0: this, right? this, was, this was a crazy storyline. I, I was like,
1: I've never seen anything like this before in my life.
0: Yeah.
1: How did they even connect in this world? So it, it's basically that she somehow found he was one of it seems multiple because she had pictures of a whole bunch of guys with her, uh like in a box. One of multiple dudes that she uh, you know, like a, a teenage girl somehow connected with who had missing daughters and then they would role play that she was their daughter uh, to, to offer some sort of healing or something. It's so sad when you get down to it, it's so twisted and and weird. It was, it was such a strange plot line to me because it didn't end up ultimately really going super anywhere um but I I think that they just wanted to have an element of like mystery going on with her and he it also what was strange was that when the final showdown happens in the finale where the principal has like lured all of the girls to the school and has set. oh this I mean this was actually awesome it was like saw-esque in a way he set up rooms for each of them where he said, like, you're going to face your bully and had, like, a you know, a real person somehow restrained in every room and basically, like, instructions for what to do to them uh, once each of the girls got in there to sort of get revenge. And he was her bully in that scenario. But, like, I mean, not that it was I'm obviously not saying it was fine that he was doing that but it's not necessarily he was like a malicious right bully he's like an extremely extremely damaged man Mm -hmm. and and she's also in a lot of pain because it, it turned out that she didn't know her father and at one point she had been told that she was briefly for like five minutes um, I don't even know if you could call it kidnapped, but basically like somebody took her by the hand and led her away at a carnival. And you find out later that that was her biological father because her mother got pregnant with her as a surrogate for yeah. this father and his wife and then decided to keep her. It's yeah. just all very like mixed up and like twisty. <laughs> And I think one of, I was both like intrigued by this plot line Mm -hmm. while thinking at the same time, it might've been like one of the weaker side threads.
0: I mean, I, I agree with you. It it was, it was weaker and it was a whole lot weirder, you know, because, and, and like very, and I don't mean that in a mean way. It was very twisted Mm. because um, clearly she's very much troubled. And I think that you Know once her two moms when they find out about it, and even the boyfriend of hers, because her fake dad went bowling with her and her boyfriend, and then he just starts spazzing out, you know? Yes, and yeah. It's just kind of like, okay, I'm happy that you know, when she went to go meet him at the hotel, he just needed to really see her. He needed someone, he didn't want anything, he just needed, you know, mm-hmm. someone. Um, but her moms were just more happy to see her, and it's just like, okay. No one brought up the fact, again, that she was living this fake secret life. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, hey, guys, that's not normal. You know what I I mean? Compared to all the other girls, like, which we're going to, I know we're about to get to Noah and everything. But it's just like, that to me was, there's something going on that I feel like she needs to, like, talk to someone yeah even when she tried to meet like her real dad and he didn't want really anything to do with her I'm sure she needs to talk to someone clearly not her mom's because she doesn't want to talk to them and I think someone else so um yeah like it's just like and and she would no longer have the internet in her room if if I was her mother because that like that's it that's crazy to me that she that's what you're doing like you know (laughs) i know i know and like how did this even happen
1: and also the guy when they come in the room where they have met up Mm -hmm. the guy is not even like responsive to them he seems like he's sort of in his own universe like they come in and hug mouse and he's just like on the bed he doesn't even like look up or anything Mm -hmm. so while none of it is cool while he shouldn't be no matter how upset he is he shouldn't be looking for solace in a 16 year old who's yeah. essentially a stranger to him. It still didn't really fit the model of like face your bully exactly because this is a man who he seems alone. to have left reality the last time we see him. Yeah. You know.
0: And he left her alone like after stalking yeah. her and stuff and then she became the stalker and right. You know, I, and then she wanted to talk to him again after he st- you know, it was just like a lot like it's a, lot. a lot, basically, a lot. it's a lot, it's worth it. I mean, they really yeah. spread it out within those uh 10 episodes where you get you know it, it progresses, and I love that about So, because I actually watch some shows where it doesn't go anywhere, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, so, it's one show I shall not name, but there's there's shows that do that often, you know,
1: yeah, they just kind of spin their wheels, it for sure progresses, and as like odd as I'm saying the storyline was, I was still so intrigued and curious mm-hmm. about what was going on. Yeah. So it still was, it was worthwhile and really interesting. But yeah, like, I've never seen anything like that before mm-hmm. in my life. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: quite something. <laughs> it was. Oh my God. Like, yeah, her story just made me more, it was confusing and sad because it's he yes. she needs someone to talk to. There's something going on Um, that's just, she just needs somebody like, I don't know. Get this girl, somebody. (laughs) The whole time I was watching. And then even like with her boyfriend, he was just like, yeah, it's cool. It's like, no, like, I, I don't know. He didn't, nobody asked her any questions about that. Like they were understanding to a detrimental degree.
1: Like you want to give people compassion and understanding, but also when something is wrong, you need to like kind of uh, let's do something about it not just like all right well that was
0: weird hands washed of it pancakes for dinner it's just like no, <laughs> no we <laughs> gotta talk <laughs> but, okay. um oh and then the next uh noah yes oh, i really like noah i, I, I do like too you know i thought she was really good and like her story was really good i
1: thought it was also really like she and her mom felt super realistic to me as like a mother and daughter. Like they just felt really, really connected. And it's obviously like, it's terrible that her mom pinned her drug thing on her, but you can feel that they have that almost switched Mm -hmm. dynamic, which is, it happens a lot, even though it's a a shame where a teenager is kind of parenting the parent.
0: I agree. And, um, The kind of what you said, it was very much realistic. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even though the mom, she has her many issues, she still wants to support her daughter. So that's why she goes to work. That's why she's still trying. And she even has a relationship with her daughter, which is great. Yeah, Clearly her daughter is, she wants her daughter to be in a great, in a better position than she is, you know? Um, But clearly what her mother did is just crazy. But it's kind of like she said, it's not unheard of, unfortunately. It's horrible. Like, that's a really terrible thing to do to your child, but it's not unheard of. And then also, it just kind of just shows to Noah's love for her mother because if she did tell, obviously, what happened, um, her mom could have went to jail. She would have lost her job. She probably would have just ended up in the system, you know, Mm -hmm. so it just would have gotten messy, whereas with her, she is, you know, underage, so it's just kind of like she would probably just have to go to juvie for a bit, maybe, you know, wear a bracelet. um, Yeah. You know it's not that bad. You know, so it, it'll be fine. So I, you know, I would never, but I can, I can understand. You know where they're both coming from with that, and I love the fact that you know she has. um I love her track; like she still wants to do that, and then also with her boyfriend, you know, who's on the football, mm-hmm. field, um, which I don't remember his name. I do because I his name is Sean, oh, and I'm a lot sure. of people thought that he was
1: going to be the sexual assaulter, and I was
0: really whoa. I know. I
1: didn't see it, but I realized that that theory was all over Reddit. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, is this like aware where there's smoke, there's fire thing? Is that going to be the case? I hope not. And it, it obviously wasn't yeah, the case.
0: Glad I'm glad not. That, that would have been,
1: please just give her
0: a break. <laughs> you know? Let this girl have a nice thing. In life. <laughs> yeah, please, just one thing. But yeah, they I like them together. I think that they make like a, a great couple. He uplifts her. She uplifts mm-hmm. him. You know, I mean, I thought it was weird that he was working out at, at 4 a.m., but that's not on her. I mean, he's an athlete, so I just assume that that's sometimes what they do. <laughs> yeah, that's so because I
1: thought the same thing. I am so not an athlete, so I was like, why is he working at 4 a.m.? But then I was like, I don't know. For all I know, every athlete does this. It's it's yeah. a world that is totally foreign to me. So maybe that's not as weird as I think it is. You have your girlfriend in your room, and you're the yeah, you're just doing like uh, crunches at 4 a.m.
0: Oh, mm-mm. what
1: are you doing, sir? Um, I also like that they further tied in. So basically, they have this place called Pinball Pizza, where all the main characters will converge and hang out. And it's sort of like the brew in the original Pretty Little Liars, and it's like a lot of shows, like they're you know their central perk. There's the diner in Seinfeld. Like they have their little place and yeah. they like further ingrain themselves in it because Noah and her mom work there. Mm-hmm. And I thought it helped the world feel like more lived in and yeah. like realistic and
0: fun. And honestly, that makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah. I love. I still love pizza to this day. So it doesn't. I, ex- thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. But You know, as a teen, I remember always being at pizza shops a lot yeah. like I, I'm still to this day I know there's a lot of coffee drinkers I'm not a coffee drinker I just it's not for me so Same I would, we are just, I know. just so connected look at us <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but like it just makes a lot of sense and, and and they seem like they made these like with these characters they seem like actual kids yeah They're, remember in pretty little like, don't get me wrong their outfits the first pretty little it was great but why is Hannah wearing six-inch heels, like, on a tube To school. <laughs> to school. That's what I mean. That's what Absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. Come on. That's not comfortable. I mean, you look fabulous. But it's just like, that's not comfortable at all.
1: No. No. it's it, It's not happening. Do kids do that? That's another one of those things, like, the jocks, where I'm like, it, are are people wearing that to school? That's what I thought. Like wearing blazers, and I mean blazers. You're know I mean? so right. Blazers but, left and right.
0: But yeah, but with this one though, no, that they dress like yes. teens, and so I love it. And then they with them going to the pizza shop, you know, yeah, how you do it. Yes, they were always. I, I hated the brew. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I know we're in
1: the brew too much. It. I did, I do think it looks nice and comfy. But it is way more realistic for teenagers to be, like, hitting a pizza shop, getting a $1 slice exactly. instead of, like, a $5 latte.
0: And it's, like, so
1: small. <laughs> like, so teeny. And it must be, like, 6 a.m. Yeah. if they're doing this before school.
0: <laughs> could, no. And then on – no. No. Like, no. So I just no. – You know, the pizza – pizza, was it Pinpoint? Pinball. Pinball, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but pinball pizza, you know, it made a lot of sense that they were there. And I wasn't even like, oh, you know, they're there again. It makes a lot of sense. Because like I said, yeah. I have going to pizza shops a lot as a team. Hell
1: yeah. It's cheap yeah. and it's awesome. Um, which actually them going there is also something that i want to bring up like they they let them be real friends just having fun together like there's a ton of drama but there's yeah. not a lot of infighting with the girls with the exception of the thing that we talked about which is where the police are starting to focus on them with karen's murder i think mm-hmm. it is and um i think that it's maybe Farron and noah yeah. who are early on in their friendship they're not like mm-hmm. super bffs yet they're like why don't we sort of like squeal on the rest of them and then it'll get us out of trouble we're just totally understandable they're not really tight yet and these like if you got in trouble for that that could have long-term real-world consequences and noah already had her her like uh ankle bracelet on and stuff um but with the exception of that like they just show them being like psyched to see each other all the time and it was kind of
0: refreshing It was. And it's like, I'm so happy that you mentioned that too, because we kind of talked about it, but that made a lot of sense. Like if you're not really friends with someone and technically, no, it wasn't my idea. I was just there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, guilty by association, but I was just there. So it just kind of right. makes a lot of sense with that. Whereas I remember, too, with um, the first Pretty Little Liars, sometimes they would be fighting over the most ridiculous things, or if they weren't fighting, they're fighting with their families or, you know, um, especially Spencer. Spencer was always fighting with her mom or her dad or her sister while she's in their house. Mm-hmm. I would never do that with my parents. <laughs> You know, like you could be upset with them, but it's just like, how are you gonna be mad at them in their house? You know, and I'm not coming home tonight. What? Like, oh, a foreign concept to me. Like
1: just not coming home. Also, a lot of sleepovers on weeknights.
0: Who does that? Where do they do that at besides I, Rosewood?
1: Right. That's that's not behavior that I'm familiar with at all. Mm-hmm. Just like calling your mom at nine o'clock and being like, I'm not coming home. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> That's what my mom would say to me. What are you t-
1: <laughs> What you? No, you need to be here. You live here and sleep here. <laughs> like they had such a casual relationship with their <laughs> bedrooms. It was really weird.
0: And then even with uh, Sydney, um, Tabby's mom just yeah. called Wes off. Yes. Yes. She came in and she
1: practically like dragged him out by the scruff of the neck.
0: I was living for it. It was like a good for her moment, you know. Oh no, you should not be trying to talk to a teenage girl. Like no, no matter how grown up she thinks
1: she is and projects, she's not grown up. So you need to go the hell away.
0: (laughs) But yeah, like so, it's like you said, it feels real. Like the relationships um, with the mothers, they seem real. You know where like no you are like the child I know they're not children but you know you are the child this is your parent figure so it was just nice to like see that yeah
1: felt really I thought so too all right well I've kept you for a long ass time because I can't stop talking to you
0: But we haven't even covered. <laughs> okay, but I I do have one more thing. One no, more that's thing. what I was about to say. Like, what else should we cover before we go? So much. Oh my, we probably should have like broken this up and like broken a single episode. But um, the the part that really made my heart melt. <laughs> They mentioned Ezra and Aria. Oh, I know. I know.
1: Like, it's so funny because I feel the exact same way. Um, And we can (laughs) recognize, it's one of those things where it's like, we're holding multiple truths. We can talk about how incredibly screwed up it is that Ezra and Aria ended up together after everything. (laughs) And yet, even at the end of the original show, I was like, you know what? I love them together. Yeah. And when they were referenced in this, I was like, that's so nice. Good for them. Yeah. Like uh, Imogen is, is um
0: they're, they're adopting Imogen's baby. Yeah, I think that that's beautiful. And then she'll still be able to like see the child. So she'll be able to have like a relationship. But I mean, at that point, I was just, Imogen, how was she just able to, because she spent time with the baby was just kind of easily be able to give it you know what i mean
1: like i know i was surprised by that too like i don't know a ton about how adoption works but I, I think that usually when i've seen it um like portrayed in movies and tv which is really the only experience i have with like the adoption really? process because i don't know anybody who's had a baby and then had it adopted out it always seems so instant mm-hmm. and she was you know, it seemed like like some amount of time had passed. Yeah, but like
0: I, I guess she just was like at peace with with the decision. Yes, yeah. you know, life, I guess. But yeah, you know, when they mentioned that, it just made my heart melt. Um, because even though we talked about it, like with Ezra, like dude, she's sixteen. She was sixteen, yeah. you know, and you know they've been through a lot together. But kind of what you said, you you like them together. They they must be yeah. together, you know. Right. Um, they I mean, must. We're not perfect. You know, what I mean, we can not. have a
1: problematic fave. And Arya and Ezra is a problematic fave.
0: they yeah, are and now she's legal. So right. thank you God. <laughs> so that's, that's what I mean. So that just kind of like made my heart like all happy happiness. And then immediately, right after that, something terrible happens to Chip, which is wonderful.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it made her hurt happy in like a second, slightly darker way, yeah. which is a great way to, to leave it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zena, thank you. I mean, I could talk to you for like another hour and a half. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, tell everybody where they can find you because you're going to want to find Zena. She fully rules.
0: <laughs> oh, you rule too. And thank you again <laughs> so much. Like, I, I'm sorry. I feel like I kept you for so long. I, no. I, I didn't even realize the time because I'm like, okay, yo, now we're going to break down each episode. <laughs> I know. No, I looked and I was like, oh my God. Right? It just, I feel like the the time flew by. But seriously, thank you so much. Like, I was so excited watching the show and I knew that we were going to talk about it. Yeah. So that just made me even more just happier about it. So this was just, I just love talking to you. So with this, thank you again. Um, So yeah, you guys can uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm always on Twitter, lovely Zena, And then I'm on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Real Queen of Horror. I was going to say, (laughs) But TikTok, I'm more of a watcher, you know, so just lurking Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, if you want to check out, you know, some of my videos on YouTube You're welcome to do that Or I'm also the co-host of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast We have new episodes every Wednesday And I give you guys some great recommendations Because there's so much content And I know for sure this upcoming week I'm definitely going to be talking about um, My love for Pretty Little Liars Original Sin
1: uh, I mean, how can you not? There's so much to talk about clearly. And I'll we'll have links to everything that Zena does in the show notes. So seriously, it's it's no accident that she's on here. I'm a huge fan of what you put out. and I love talking to you. So thank you so. So much for coming on.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes, and we will see
1: you guys next time on a regular episode of Guides to the Unknown. You can find Guides the Unknown everything at gttupod.com. You can also follow us on social media at gttupod, and we will see you later. Bye bye.
0: Zena. So- um, oh my God. I'm so seriously. I lost track. I'm not car. kidding. I did too.